Welcome to the Inspired with Mika Lori podcast. Welcome to the show. As always, I'm super grateful to have you join me and my fantastic guest today. I'm so excited to have her. We're going to have a really great conversation about a topic that is so near and dear to my heart and so near and dear to so many women and so many moms. So Jill, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. So excited to be here. Yay. Yeah. So you, we were talking a little bit before the show about kind of our, our backgrounds kind of similar. We worked in the music industry and did some other things. Can you share a little bit about your story and your background and how you got to where you are today? Yes. I love that our backgrounds are so similar because I rarely run into women who've worked in the music business. It's not a thing. There's so uh, few of us. I know. So I know. Few of us. And yeah. I thought I would be a, a, a music I was going to say a music business junkie, and then I mushed it together. Um, a business junkie forever. Mm-hmm. And, and I had my first baby girl, and I realized, oh, maybe that's not going to work. Well, yeah. <laughs> running around with bands late at night. So I, while managing bands, that was the first business that I launched. Mm-hmm. I started my second business selling baby jewelry. Because some people stopped me and said, I really love what your daughter's wearing. And I said, Well, you got to go buy it in Thailand because that's where I got it gifted from. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I wanted to stop sending people to Asia to buy it. So (laughs) I'll start importing it. And when I started selling that, I had not closed the first business. Mm -hmm. I was pregnant with baby number two. Oh, my goodness. About a year or two in. Right. And so I did exactly that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How do you run businesses with two babies in a home office that's, you know, very tiny? Yes. Um, so I started a very self-serving business. Well, no, I didn't. I started a very self-serving meetup. <laughs> I wanted to meet people who were sort of former music business junkies, mm-hmm. uh, but also really anybody who had a business and a baby. And I wanted yeah. them to come to me how they were doing it really to get me out of my first business. Yeah. So I loved being in the music business for a long time, but then I was very excited to leave. And yeah. Yeah. I, I can relate to that so much. My whole dream growing up was to work in the music industry. I actually wanted to be a, a manager, but I went into A&R instead, which I loved and it was phenomenal. But after years of being up till four o'clock in the morning and being in the bars and all those things, I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Yeah. Well, no, I went into it because I was going to be a famous singer. I was going to be. Oh, the- okay. Uh, and it didn't work out. Well, it didn't work out because I realized I love the business side of this. Yeah. So yeah. I started management and it was fantastic. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so you started the founding moms from this kind of group that you started. Can you talk yes. a little bit about? I mean, how did that go from just the group to actually starting the founding moms? Right. That's what I mean when I say I didn't really start a business because it wasn't an intention to launch this community organization. Yeah. Uh, I would laugh at people who talked about community back in the day. It was not a buzzword yet. I had this meeting going and we decided, let's do this once a month. It's really helpful to pour your heart out to women who get it, who understand it's not just, at the time I only knew women in business who didn't have kids or women who had kids, but didn't have businesses. And mm-hmm. it was really hard to find the combo. Yeah. So the one meetup turned into six months of meetups where a woman came to me and said, Hey, I hate driving all the way here. Can you open up a chapter where I live? 
which oh, was yeah. four miles away. So I thought she was really lazy. But the laziest woman in the world led me to my light bulb moment because I thought, well, okay, if I open a chapter near her, I need to input her zip code into the website I was using. And then I thought I could put in any zip code to mm-hmm. any city. So I just went on a tear and I started opening up city after city after city. Uh, and I started to feel like this is something much bigger than anything I've ever done before. Mm-hmm. So I, fortunately for me, shut down my music management business. <laughs> I sold the baby jewelry business and I put everything into this new organization. Now I put a name on it, the founding moms, and we've been going ever since. And Congratulations. For, That's amazing. Thank you. 10 years, 10 years. Uh, and I am still fascinated every day that there are mom entrepreneurs out there who don't know we exist and don't know that each other exists. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what founding moms does. Like what, what is the resource or support or community? How does that look? Thank you for asking. Yeah. Uh, we still continue to host founding exchanges, which is what we call our masterminds twice a month in lots of cities everywhere, mm-hmm. never enough cities. So we're always trying to open more. Uh, and we have an online portal now that we only have had for about six years where we offer a new video course every month. We have a library of about 70 of them now. Mm-hmm. We have a, a buzzing forum where all of our members chat and ask all of the embarrassing questions. <laughs> we have a business coaching program. We have a, a program that helps people find virtual assistance. We have literally, if you can think of a resource for mom entrepreneurs, we put it in there because we just want to help people grow and make That's them. awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. It's such a, such a neat thing. I know you and I were talking a little bit before the show as well about, you know, being a mom and either being in a career, whether that's a traditional career or as an entrepreneur, as a founding mom, I mean, our set of circumstances are so different than what the world is set up or structured around. And so we really have to find ways to support each other and, and work together to manage all of the things that are on our shoulders. So I love that you're doing this work. Yeah. And I love how you frame it, that the world is not set up or designed to, to support us. And that's yeah. something I've, again, been doing this a decade and never really thought about how there's so much support for entrepreneurs in general. Mm-hmm. But not if you add this little crazy thing called parenthood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I was I was um, listening to a, a, a friend of mine's podcast a couple of days ago, and they were kind of talking about a similar thing, but they were talking about how the, you know, the the entrepreneur kind of metaphor, and I, I guess not metaphor, but the... Um, the buzzword is always to hustle, you know, and, you know, I, I, my business is called health and hustle. And the idea is that you can find health even throughout all the crazy hustle, Ah. but the, the idea of just hustle to get it done, hustle, you know, put all your time, stay up late, work all the time, do all those things. That is not a feasible thing when you're a mother and responsible for taking care of children and keeping little people alive. And, you know, it, you have to understand how to balance everything. So it's, it really isn't structured around. I read, it's funny because I have that same reaction to the word hustle because so many, I'm going to generalize men on Twitter talk about the hustle to make $2 billion in six weeks. Yes. So I can't stand that kind of hustle. But when I discovered health and hustle, it was like a breath of fresh air. And I, I took it a different way. Yeah. Because it's not, I want to hustle. Mm -hmm. I like thinking that I'm a hustler, 
but at my own parental pace. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the reasons why I picked the word in my business. I really played around with it for a long time because Mm -hmm. I didn't like the the normal context that it was used in the sense of like, if you're not hustling, basically you're a loser kind of thing. You know, and and I wanted to take back ownership of that because my hustle is my own, you know, my desire to go get things and to provide for my family and to reach my dreams. And so it it was really about taking back ownership of that word. Yeah, I don't I don't want to do it the way that I love the four hour work week, but it's not going to happen the way that he prescribes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a big fan of Tim, but yes, (laughs) I agree. He's not coming from a mom place. Let's just yeah. put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Or a parent place at that. I mean, even, right. even parent dads, it's it's a different dynamic. Different. So. It's very different. Yeah. 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 No. What are those things that, that you've kind of seen either amongst your your community members, your, your um, followers, in the sense of figuring out how to balance uh, being a founder or in a career and being a mom at the same time? Are there specific tools that you've seen work or resources or um, just tips or advice that you've found? Yeah, I am not a huge fan of the whole goal being that we all need to find balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I tend to prefer the word juggle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's such a thing as balance. No. I don't think we need <laughs> to achieve it. Uh, I really don't ever recommend specific tools more than the things we're already doing. Like people seem to be owned by their schedule. Mm-hmm. And you don't need a tool to undo that. You just need to know that you need to stop overscheduling yourself, create blocks of time for yourself, stop feeding the monster that is, whether it's your schedule, whether it's social media, whether, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, you you don't really need a tool. And obviously there's like, you know, tools like Pomodoro online and different websites that will help you shut out Facebook for 20 minutes so you can get yeah. work done. Uh, but I don't really like recommending those because those don't train you the way you can train your brain to recognize I can't overwork today or I'm not yeah. going to be the best parent I can be. Um, yeah. So I kind of want to recommend more of like a mindset shift than actual tools. I love that. I think, you know, I, one of the things I work with my clients is to really listen to their body and understand that their body is going to tell them, you know, am I um, struggling with not getting enough nutrients from, you know, if you're craving a salad, it's because your body needs the leafy green kind of thing. And so if you're, you know, this concept goes on the other side, if you're craving, you know, five minutes of peace and quiet and alone time, it's because you need it, you know, or it's, if you need a break from work, it's because you need it and to not overschedule yourself or overextend yourself and really listen to your body in that sense. Yes. I love that you share that with them because it's, I find with all the women that I work with, it's just really hard for them to recognize it. Mm -hmm. Not something that we're trained to do. We're actually trained, I think, socially, culturally to ignore it. Yeah. I'm hungry, but I'll just get to that later. Yeah. 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 Food and nutrition is often an afterthought, which is really ironic when you think about it. Very bizarre. I agree with you. And so to realize I need this stuff right now to take care of it. Yeah. uh, Against what we were all raised to think we should do. Yeah. Thank you for reintroducing it. 
Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> Are there other things that you would recommend for people to stay healthy while running their businesses? Are there different areas you think people should focus on? Yeah, other than my favorite, because it's proven to be the most effective for me, is the redoing, rejiggering of the schedule and putting in blocks for yourself. Uh, I have a three-day block once a quarter that I do, mm-hmm. blackout. And I highly recommend for anybody who ever goes onto social media these days, which I think is all of us, yeah, <laughs> uh, to, a, to try a 24-hour once a month. If you can get to three or four days, it is magical. Yeah. But I tend to shut off all notifications, put my phone away, put the laptop away, try to remember what a book is, you know, just just not look at any digital anything mm-hmm. and detox from it. A lot of people recommend it. A lot of people don't talk about how hard it is to leading up to it. Yeah. It took me about two weeks to set things up so I feel good to go that, I, yeah. you know, things won't break or die without me. Uh, and then once you're in it, it's so hard to come back out of it because mm-hmm. so glad. But yeah. the mental health component of it for me has changed how I run a business, has made me much less stressed, more relaxed. I actually now, a decade into running a business that's much bigger than when I started, I work way less hours than mm-hmm. I used to. Yeah. Uh, it's changed lives. So I highly recommend it. I love that. I, I'm a huge proponent of that. I, I kind of call myself a social media minimalist. So, you know, I, I use social media for work, but I don't use it for personal use at all. And I try to keep the apps off my phone. Pretty much the only one that's on there is Instagram. Cause I have to post pictures sometimes, but I rarely allow myself to scroll through it. Occasionally I will, but I work yeah. really hard not to engage with social media. Is it hard for you? It's extremely hard. And, and well, it, I will say it was extremely hard in the beginning. Once you get past that kind of um, detox, you know, the craving kind of thing, it's so easy. I just don't even think about it anymore. I feel the same way. I laughed at somebody who recommended that I do the detox and then I got into it and realized this is the best thing that's ever happened. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it, you f- mentally feel so much better once you remove yourself out of the chaos that's happening on social media all the time. Yes, yeah. you do. I don't think enough women are talking about this. Yeah. It, social media is designed to suck us in and have us keep feeding it and feeding it and feeding it. And you don't really need to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Your business. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've watched it too, but there was a documentary. It's like a movie slash documentary that came out through the pandemic. It's called Social Dilemma, but it talks about exactly oh. how it's really good if you haven't seen it, but it talks about how it's literally designed to suck you in. And it, it interviews a lot of the people that created the platforms and how they're designed and how they won't let their children get on the platforms. And yeah, they're all feeling very badly right now for yeah. having designed what they designed. Yeah. That movie was so effective that my 13 year old, uh, who unfortunately has a phone removed almost all of her social media apps. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think there is one left. Yeah. It was very, it's really good. It's very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's so amazing how, how transformative it can be for our lives and our mental health when we pull ourselves out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a dark black hole. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. Digress. Yes. (laughs) Detox. That's what I'm about. Yeah. 
What are some other health tools that you've found um, when running your business? Things that, you know, I know you you worked at a sleep lab for a while. Are there a lot of us struggle with chronic fatigue or being exhausted? You know, I know there's so many factors that play into that, but sleep is a big one. What did you learn at the the sleep lab and what can you share with us in that sense? Yeah, I was pretty shocked when I got there and learned all of the basics that I think we've all probably read. Um, but seeing how effective they are, like a lot of people believe if they get a sleepless night or two because they're up late working, that they just have to go to sleep the next night and sleep for 14 hours and they're all caught up. That's mm-hmm. not how our bodies are wired. Mm-hmm. We all need to be, and this is really hard, but we all need to be going to sleep at the same hour every night and getting the same amount of sleep every night. Meaning, if you're at 10 p.m., go to better. Go to bed at 10 p.m., but do that every night. Don't do 11 and then 8 and then 12. If you're somebody who doesn't go to bed till 2 a.m., that's fine. But you have to keep that consistent. Yeah. They won't get into those rhythms where it's recovering and replenishing and your brain works again the next day. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's it's really easy to get out of your circadian rhythm. It's a lot harder to get back in it. And I know that it can mess with a lot of your hormones, like melatonin production and things like that. Melatonin is one that kind of helps you fall asleep or stay asleep, really. Um, But I I found that it can be really hard for, you know, I know I've struggled with it, but I've had other clients that to get back into that and have your hormones work normally after you've gotten out of the cycle can be hard. Long time. And unfortunately, we have this weekday versus weekend thing where everybody Mm -hmm. wants later on the weekends. So another easy one that's really hard in practice is not having that glass of wine before dinner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Being a of bad news, but a lot of people think, well, it helps me sleep and it does help you fall to sleep a little quicker. And then it wakes you up all night long, interrupting yes. the rhythms that you can't get back into. Uh, so I've noticed people who pull back and stop doing that so much are like, oh my, my whole world is different. I feel yeah. so much. I can think again. Um, And that's such a thing moms tend to run into. You you hear all the time moms like, I just need my glass of wine kind of thing. And yes, yeah. It becomes as culturally accepted. Well, of course I need it at the end of the day. I deserve it. And if you want to sleep well, you deserve to not have that glass of wine, have something else instead. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know, I'm sure you know all of those very little itsy bitsy tips like, don't look at your phone for a few hours before you go to sleep. Uh, do something more soothing before you go to bed to help you fall back into sleep every night. It's different for everybody. So there aren't really major prescriptions I have, except the biggest one I've noticed that makes the biggest difference is if you can try to go to bed at the same time every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, world of difference, about a week in. Yeah. And also waking up at the same time too, you know, with yes. within yeah. like a 20, 30 minute window. Yeah. So helpful. And then your body starts doing it for you and you don't need the alarm anymore. It's really magical. And I'm not saying all of this as though this is how I function. <laughs> I'm very much a sucker on the weekends for staying up late. Yeah. I know how to sort of remedy the whole thing once, you know, once I fall out of it. Yeah. How how has how have you seen the pandemic really affect moms and especially entrepreneur moms? I know for me, it's been one of the best years of my life because it's given me time with my daughter and kind of time to reassess and reevaluate priorities. 
at the other side of that is probably the hardest, most challenging year of my life. (laughs) I, you know, I, I work from home. My daughter wasn't in school and we had a unique situation where we didn't even have the zoom calls. It was literally, I was her teacher and, you know, and so trying to be mom, be teacher and be business owner and be Nika at the same time was kind of a nightmare. What have you seen in your community, women kind of facing these struggles and, and figuring out ways to overcome? I'm sorry. That sounds so hard for you. That's bananas. It was I bananas. Think, we survived though. <laughs> I've heard pretty much across the board variations of what you just described. Yeah. Where for a lot of women, we're all grateful for the time with our kids. We're all grateful for the time to rethink and redo and, you know, take a peek at how we're doing things. But everybody has felt more stressed. Everybody has taken on extra hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of our members ended up having to go and find full-time jobs mm-hmm. and quit their companies because, unfortunately, the majority of their partners are husbands who have big paying jobs. So their business came second. Mm-hmm. So got to stay at the job. She had to change shift gears completely um, and teach mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, dinner, cooking, cleaning, you know, all of it. Um, so there's not really, I, you know, the number one issue that seemed to crop up for everyone across the board was that we have a major national crisis in terms of childcare. Oh and there's, gosh, yes. there's a lot to figure out there. A lot has stopped folks from figuring it out or, you know, a lot of policies assume that we're all just going to figure it out and send our kids wherever we find it. And it's different in every city where we have members. For example, New York City, they don't really have childcare places so much as moms there tend to hire nannies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very different here in Chicago, where the nanny thing isn't as hot as going and finding a childcare place or Yeah. Yeah. And that's, Uh, New Mexico is the same way. It's, it's childcare centers. It's, you know, we're one of the poor states in the country. And so there's not really funds to hire a private nanny here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, I mean, of course it's New York, so it's, (laughs) they've got it figured out a bit more, but the moms there all will talk to talk about how it's a huge struggle because there is no childcare center option. So they have to pay astronomical fees. Anyway, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a mess. And I think coming out of the pandemic, uh, a lot of women rather than complaining, of course, are getting up and doing the things they need to do. We're all pumped for the kids to be back in school. But I think there's a bigger (laughs) conversation to be had about how can we support more parents with kids that they need to have be somewhere so they can get work done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's an interesting project I've seen going on too. Um, it's called the Marshalls Project. And it's it's talking about figuring out how to financially support mothers because we, one, we don't make as much money in our careers compared to men. You know, it's the $70 or 70 cents to a dollar situation. You know, there's, there's a lot of moms that have had to leave their careers over this last year because of childcare. And usually the dad's making more money. So the mom steps out. And so they've, you know, lost their, their growth in their career and been held back from that. And then, you know, there's people like us who are entrepreneurs who, don't really qualify for any of the programs that are out there. And we don't have the choice. We're here with our kids. You know, I'm a single mom. So even that it's, it's a whole nother dynamic. And so it's a really interesting 
movement that they're pushing to support moms specifically. So I'm glad that there are things coming out of it. It'll be interesting to see. Hey, I hope it's not just chatter. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's not just conversation. It act, you know, folks band together and actually work on this childcare issue. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So on a more lighter note, uh, you are an author. You've written two fantastic books. I love the titles, by the way. Thank you. Can you you talk a little bit about your books? One is uh, Found It, A Phil Guide for Mom Entrepreneurs. And the other one is The Best Business Book in the World, According to Her Mom. So (laughs) I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Talk a little bit about your book. Yeah. Where, uh, where do you first, write them? First one, I, I wrote it in 2012, found it, A Field Guide mm-hmm. for Mom Entrepreneurs. And I really wrote it uh, before a lot of people said, I couldn't find a book on the topic. I couldn't find a book on the topic. Mm-hmm. There was nothing that talked about mom entrepreneurship. So the first half of the book really is for anyone, anybody who wants to go into entrepreneurship, how to sort of launch and get going. The second half of the book is how to do it with kids in tow mm-hmm. and how to mm-hmm. manage those phone calls with a screaming child or the nap kid. Uh, and then years later, 2018, I decided to do a compilation of my daily newsletter that goes out to my members. Mm-hmm. They're sort of like the most well-received emails that I have sent. So it's a compilation of, you know, tips and tricks and s- interesting stories. Uh, I really like uh, looking at historical things what has happened in the past and how we're kind of repeating it or mm-hmm. how we've come a long way. So it's um it's a fun read. It's very colorful. And yes, it's the best business book in the world, according to my mom. It really is. I love that. Love it. <laughs> I'm amazed that you can keep a daily newsletter going because for me, the weekly one is always a bit of a challenge. So yeah. well, I commend the more you, you do it, the easier it gets. And so I'm sort of in a nice rhythm now. Yeah. My yeah. Thing- I think do. I love it. I love it. I love it. I think that's the biggest thing. The The word for me is rhythm. It's figuring out that rhythm because that is with the business, it's figuring out the rhythm and how to keep everything moving. And same goes with your family and, and your kids, just figuring out that rhythm and making sure it doesn't get disrupted. 100%. Yeah. 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 So where can listeners connect with you? How can they find you online and find your oh, books and, and yes, join the family mom? Come hang out. Uh, if you go to foundingmoms.com, mm-hmm. you can find pretty much everything I've talked about there. If you are on the socials and not yet taking your tech detox, I am at founding mom all over the place. So just come and find me. Come say hi. Awesome. You know? Awesome. Yeah. And I'll link to everything in the show notes. Just yeah. make sure it's easy as possible. So. Awesome. Awesome. so I have one last question for you, Jill, but before I get to that, I just want to commend you for the work that you're doing. I think one, I, I love moms who, you know, go out and be brave and take the jump and start their businesses, whatever it is, no matter how big or small that business is and finding people that support those moms along the way, because it is such a challenge and it really is a juggling act. I just commend you for for putting the support out there. And, I really appreciate it. Yeah. And I wish more people were doing the work with me, but you're doing the work by highlighting, you know, what we oh. do. So well, thank thanks. you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's important and I just commend you for what you're doing. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. So my last question for you, Jill, it's something I ask all of my guests, but I always get different, interesting uh, answers. And so I'd love to hear yours too. The question is, what advice do you have for someone who wants to make a change either in their life, in their community or around the world? 
I'm going to recommend that the the only way that you can make that change is to go find somebody and talk to them about it. Oh, I love I haven't heard that one before. I love that. Many people want to do it, write it down in their notebooks, create an Excel spreadsheet, try to talk themselves into it. And you can't do it by yourself. You need yeah. to have, uh, get out of the echo chamber and yeah. go find somebody who's supportive who will let you talk it through mm-hmm. because they will help you. And yeah. So many people want to help other people that uh, stop the embarrassment, stop the whole, you know, talking yourself out of talking to people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the talking through is so important because it's, you get all these ideas, but it's sometimes it's hard to kind of link them and connect them all and, and put them into, you know, something that's actually something that you can produce and create. And so, you know, having that outside kind of influence or even just the the feedback is so important. So what a great, what a great tip. Love yeah. That. Well, yeah. yeah. Everybody, after you hear this, come talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. Connect with you. Yes. Go to foundingmoms.com. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jill, thank you so much for spending the time with us, sure. sharing your knowledge and again, for supporting moms. I just love it. So thank you. Thanks for putting out this podcast. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Nika here. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I truly hope you found value and inspiration. If you have, I'd be incredibly grateful if you took a moment to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend who you think might benefit from our discussion, and of course, leave a review. Your feedback not only helps me grow the show and design it to help you grow as much as possible, but it also helps others find our show in the sea of podcasts out there. Do you have a burning question or a topic you're dying to hear about? Please check out the show notes where you can record your request. Your question or guest suggestion might just be the highlight of a future episode. There's one more thing I want to share with you before I let you go today. There's a chance to get a free 30-minute coaching session with me, which could be featured on an upcoming episode. It's a fantastic opportunity for personalized advice and growth. And who knows, our conversation could inspire countless others on their journey too. As you guessed it, the link is in the show notes. So please check it out and sign up if you're interested. Once again, thank you so, so much for listening in and joining me today. Don't forget to act on the things that you've learned today so you can become the person who has the life, the career, and the success of your dreams. I'm wishing you a happy, healthy hustle, my friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.